Welcome to the Let's Talk TDs podcast. Today's a very special day because today is our very first episode. How do you feel about it, Jerry? Uh, I'm great, and uh, as my host just uh, said, I'm Jerry, and I'm excited to be here. And my name's AD, and, you know, we're excited. Um, you know, we're not no professional analyst. We're, we, we have no association with the NFL, but... We love football. Uh, yeah, we do love football. And me personally, I, I love the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I was born and raised here, and I just wanted to let everyone know that right off the bat. Yeah, he's a Cowboys fan. I'm not. I'm a Broncos fan. And, you know, we always butt our heads, and I get a lot of hate over here, especially because we're from Dallas. So, you know, it's not too bad, but, yeah. Yeah, with these uh, conflicting opinions we have, uh, that's why we decided to have this great podcast that we're uh, trying out here. So, Yeah, and, you know, we've been talking about doing something like this for a long time, and we're finally doing it. We're here. So let's go ahead and talk about this Thursday night game that just happened. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Well, I personally thought that uh, – Baker Mayfield, he looked really good out there. He looked really sharp. Mm-hmm. Then my personal opinion, looking like what the Browns have hoping they got when they drafted him number one overall. Your thoughts? I really don't think Baker Mayfield is that great. You know, um, sometimes he just doesn't have it in some games. For example, the last week in Baltimore, you know, he just he wasn't there. He looked lost. And this week, you know, he was going against a mediocre if anything, below average Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, yeah, he might have gone against a below average uh, team, but you can only play who's on the schedule. And in my personal opinion, he uh, he lacked in uh, playing the Ravens because he tried to be as explosive like the Ravens were. But in my personal opinion, he's a quarterback, just like the reason why they drafted him, who can make plays an off of play action. No, he can make plays off of play action. So he's not an average quarterback? No, he can be. You can be more than an average quarterback who plays off a of play action. There's nothing wrong with no, that. Yeah, I understand. He, mm. he, he's a play action quarterback. Yeah, bootlegs, getting him out of the pocket, and then throwing some dimes, which we saw this Thursday night, and no, he outperformed. Yeah, he did good. <laughs> he did good enough, and I, they leaned a lot on the running game, and I think that's what helped them. You could, like, like we were talking about before. You cannot rely on Baker Mayfield to throw thirty more or thirty or more passes. Well, I feel like there's not many quarterbacks that you can rely on to throw thirty or more passes. I mean, and in only my, the, only my the elites. Well, how many or quarterbacks se- or semi elites that, like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning of the world, <laughs> you know those type of quarterbacks. Well, let's talk about that run game. Two rushers for over a hundred yards. I think that if they continue that, that up, they can win a lot of ball games. Control the clock, play good defense. But that's always up to the coaching staff and the the game, the way the game is being played. Because if they fall back, they cannot rely on the running game. Fair thoughts. And uh, Joe Burrow, first impressions on on the Thursday night primetime game. I mean, that'll be that's spotlights right there. No, yeah, and I think he looked good. Even though he had to throw for sixty-one passes, which is terrible, I don't, I don't agree with that. But as far as him playing a Thursday night game, and he looked poised, he was in the game, and you know he did his best, and I think he, he was looking great, even though he had to throw to sixty-one passes. That's not great. Sounds like uh, you give him the pass for having to throw 61 and saying he might need a help from the running game, but when Baker Mayfield gets help from the running game, that's a criticism. Yeah, but he, he had no help from the running game, well, and he a, still was in the game. Well, I mean, but that's still my fair point is that you criticize one quarterback if, for having a running game, and, and then yeah. this other one, you want him to have more help in the running if, game. If, if, the, if, the, 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 if there was switched, and Joe Burr, I mean, uh, in the um, – Joe Burrow, he threw 61 passes, right? Right. If Baker Mayfield would have done that, I don't think I, – I think the the 
the spread would have been way off. I think I don't think he would have scored thirty five or thirty points, whatever Joe Burrow scored. Sure. Agreed, agreed. If if uh, Baker Mayfield's throwing sixty one uh, attempts, there's probably two or three interceptions. And, and that's my point. Like Joe Burrow kept him in the game, even though he didn't have a running running game. Baker Mayfield, he couldn't even keep the keep him in the game against the Baltimore when he couldn't rely on the on the running game. So that that that's that's what I see between both quarterbacks. Well, those are fair thoughts. Fair thoughts for the two number one picks. Yeah, and you know I I'm I'm hoping Baker Mayfield can progress and get better because I actually want Cleveland to be a good team for once. <laughs> right, I agree, and I'm just excited to see young uh, talent in the NFL. So that's always fun and promising. Yeah, but uh, now what do you feel about fantasy in in that game? Uh, like I said, that running game, if you had Nick Chubb or even Kareem Hunt as a nice little flex, I mean, I feel like you came out a, a winner. But yeah, that's expected. Tyler Boyd, 16 points and a half PPR. Yeah, that's I mean, good. That, that, yeah, those are great numbers to have uh, for each respectable team. Yeah, no, that's good. Now, let's let's get into some of these matchups for next week. Uh, so what do you think about uh, this Patriots and uh, Seahawks game coming up? Any intriguing thoughts you have on that one? Look, I like Cap Noon and, and with to the Patriots. I love that move, but how he's playing right now, <laughs> we talked about this before. He cannot sustain that. Oh yeah, um, if he continues to play like this, he will play another three games, and we will see him on the IR because that shoulder has proven not to hold up, and the way he's running right now, it will not hold up. So, what do you think, Bill Belichick is just wearing him down so he can get his his workhorse out there, or what? Uh man, I'm not really sure. I'm actually kind of curious. I feel like Bill Belichick has something surprising. I don't think Cam will be having many games where he actually rushes that way, because if not they will be picking pretty close to the top of the draft. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know well Bill Belichick, he's a mastermind and I think they're going to they're going to come out with the winning record. So with that being said, since this is maybe Bill Belichick's first real um offensive attack that he's facing without Tom Brady, do you think he keeps it a close game? Do you think he wins this game? Do you think he just shows that he can scheme a competitive game against one of the more prolific passers in the league? Look, I think we're going to talk about scoring a little later. But as far it's going to be a competitive game. This will be a competitive game because they're going to keep it tight. And But uh, the Seahawks, they're a really good team. And Russell Wilson is no joke. And Russell Wilson is probably one of my top five favorite quarterbacks, if not top three. And do you feel like his talent uh – also stands behind those thoughts. Is he a top five talent, top three talent right now as we speak? Yes, for sure. I agree. Yeah. I would agree. This is probably the second best quarterback in the National yeah. Football League yeah, Patrick at this Mahomes. moment. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's just he's just so he's good in the pocket. He's good out the pocket. He can run the ball. He's accurate. You know, he pretty much does everything Patrick Mahomes does. But Patrick Mahomes is just on another level to me. It's just. Well, at the moment, at the moment. Well, got to agree with that. And with all that uh, scrambling around you were mentioning, what do you think about this matchup? Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Look, I, I'm glad Deshaun Watson got paid, but he has no weapons. He has no receivers. I mean, Will Fuller, he's average. You know, um, who else they got? Do you think it's fair to have criticism I mean, he's the second highest paid quarterback. Shouldn't he be able to make plays on his own? No, he and he does, but he can only do so much. And uh, David Johnson, I think, I mean, that's a fair acquisition, but he's going to have to step up in order for them to win some games too because you can't just put it all on Deshaun Watson, you know, and, you know, I, they can they can make a run in this game. I believe, I, I believe, I believe they, they will make a run, and I think they'll keep it close too. But Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, is just a Lamar Jackson's a whole different quarterback. It's hard to contain him. Well, with uh, us talking about Deshaun Watson and his contract, it's hard to ignore uh, the elephant in the room. I'm a Cowboy fan. Dak Prescott, he's going to want a big contract. Will he get the same uh, 
criticism if he's not able to make plays, or should he get more, less? What's your thoughts on that? Um, Dak Prescott? Yeah, and the idea of him possibly being the next quarterback getting paid. Look, he's going to get paid regardless, okay? There's there's no way around it. Who's, who are they going to replace him with? They can't replace him with nobody on the free agency. No, I totally agree. Now, as far as the Cowboys in that matchup against the Falcons, you have any thoughts about that? Those are two high-scoring offenses facing off. And I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. You know, it's uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to bounce back because what they shown last week was not great. And they're going to have to put some points on the board in order to keep up with this Atlanta Falcons offense. I think the Dallas Cowboys will be perfectly fine. I think everyone's, uh, you know, just like most, over-exaggerating just one loss. Um, It's really hard to say that the defense did bad considering that, you know, Jared Goff was getting the ball out, you know, quicker, like two seconds maybe, (laughs) if not faster. So it's really hard to get a pass rush going. And I think, uh, well, the Falcons, they like to go deep. Especially with the weapons you well, got. You got a lot of weapons. You got a lot of weapons. And that's fair enough to say you got weapons, but with a lot of weapons and you wanting to throw the ball deep. I think three wide receivers had over 100 yards last game. Yeah, I'm not expecting them to have another three, but they got two good ones. And uh, like I said, if they want to go deep, that takes time. And uh, that's time that they didn't have last week. Yeah. So I believe this. Uh, I mean, but seven, they also have Todd Gurley. They do have Todd Gurley, but quite frankly, uh, I don't think many people are afraid of him anymore. Like, let's be honest. This I mean, is not he's Todd not Gurley. in his prime. Yeah, this That's is not the sure. Todd Gurley who, you know, got paid that hefty, you know, salary back over there in uh, the, Rams. the Rams. But uh, I don't think we need to worry about that. I think we just need to worry about the fact that they do have Julio. They do have Calvin Ridley. But the fact that they want to go deep gives me uh, optimism that that pass rush will get there more often than not. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a great offensive line either, so. I, I I believe in that, and uh, you know I think this, this is also going to be a close game. I think maybe a seven point spread, max, but maybe come down to a field goal in my opinion. Yeah, I could see it definitely coming down to a very close game, very close game. But um, like on and this, Dak has to do better. He's gonna have to do better. He has all these weapons around him, and he didn't really utilize them to the full potential. I know it's I know it's week one. They didn't have an off season. I mean they didn't have a preseason, so I understand that. But you got Zeke, Cooper, Gallup, and now C D Lamb to the mix. I think he he should have been able to do more than he did in the last game. Uh, that's fair enough to say. Uh, the fact that you mentioned C D Lamb in my opinion is great because I, I watched him and uh I'm pretty sure everyone did. He looked good out there. Maybe it was controversial whether or not he should have ran that route a little deeper. Yeah. But for a, a debut, I would say he he definitely looks the part. He, he looks, looks like part, he know, yeah. he looks like he knows what he's doing out there. So I think that's optimism nonetheless. No, and I think I think he's a good wide receiver. He he has the potential, but it's not it's not about CD Lamb. It's about Dak Prescott, and I know that line's beat up, but Dak Prescott has to put more on the table. As far as far as throwing accurately, and that's fair enough to say. I mean, it's it's. I just see a, a a young quarterback who's barely in the fifth year of his career, who every single year has gotten better. The numbers say that's not a biased yeah. opinion. The and numbers that's say why he's going to get paid. He's getting better and better and better. Yes. So, for the age, for the progression, the ability to just show that he can learn and get better day in and day out. Is, is something you just don't let walk out the doors. Of course not. So uh, he's a great quarterback, in my personal opinion. Not top elite, 10. not he's elite, a top 10. but he's a great quarterback, and there's not many out there. So he's going to get paid, and he will make plays. This offense is too good not to make plays. Yeah, they just had to find their rhythm. And uh, and Zeke, Zeke showed a great performance. No, Zeke showed he looked good. So with the with the game flow kind of being the way it was, and Zeke being so productive, I could see why they gave him a little bit more. And I can see how, at first glance, the interpretation is nothing changed. But I, I don't believe that's necessarily I, the case. Look, I, don't, I, I don't think that they're saying that because of the how the game ended. I think they're saying that because of the way they're playing the game. Well, no, I agree. No, I know, I know what you're saying. I mean, they still ran the ball on first down more often times 
than not. They they ran the ball, I believe, fourteen it was just times the versus same, only it was like eleven the times. Same predictable game plan, and to a lot of viewers, to a lot of viewers thought it was the same kind of game plan that Jason Garrett left, and that's what they wanted to get away from. You have to get away from that. It's it's in the past, but I think don't y'all have the same offensive coordinator though? Uh, yeah, Kellen Moore. I mean, this is his second year as a caller, so I mean to say that he doesn't know what he's doing or the fact that he's been groomed too much by, by Jason, Jason Garrett. Garrett, I think is uh, absolutely not true. I mean, the man came from uh, Boise State. That's yeah. one of the more creative colleges because of the fact that they have lack of talent at the quarterback position yeah. more oftentimes than not. So uh, he's an offensive-minded guy. I think eventually he's going to find his own – what makes his identity him in this yeah. National Football League, and I think it'll be so explosive. So you think John McCarthy is going to bring that out of him? I think he'll bring it out of himself, and I think he's just going to look at McCarthy and, and – well, yeah, okay, yeah, I could say that, yeah. McCarthy's going to help him bring it out just because he actually has another coach to just now compare, another professional to day in and day out, just see what it's like to be a pro. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. Um, And what do you think about that defense, though? How do you think that defense is stacking up to the Falcons' offense? Because that's where it's really going to come down to for the Cowboys. Yeah, if they can make stops. I think this defense, part of me has skepticism, but uh, another part of me is uh, is still optimist because I believe that uh, – I, I just think that this, this pass rush is actually going to get there. You know, again, Matt Ryan wants to throw the ball deep. Their offensive line isn't great, and everyone knows in order to throw the ball deep, you ain't throwing screens. I mean, you got to actually yeah. sit there in the pocket, take seven to five steps, and throw the ball. And I think at that point, DeMarcus Ware and or Griffin. DeMarcus well, Ware? Oh, sorry. I was thinking of other great passers. You're thinking passers. about the past, bro. <laughs> you can't think about the past. <laughs> You're right. Thank you. D-Law and Everson Griffin, I think they'll get there. Yeah. The thing that does frighten me at for that first game, though, is that, ironically, the best player on our defense was a man who hadn't played in five years. And, and I don't know how I feel about that. And what did I tell you? What did you tell me? Our okay. fans don't know. I think he's going to get – because your bold prediction about him was he's going to get eight sacks. I think he's going to get double digits if he keeps playing like this. Yeah, I mean that's fair. He's getting the playing. He's getting more playing and time initially I than I thought. Enough. I mean, he was getting more playing snaps than I initially predicted yeah. he would get. So, with that being said, yeah, I mean, hey man, he has that that twinkle in his eye right now. He's looking for the for the for them sacks. So I don't know. We'll see what Adam Smith can do. Yeah, you're right. All right, another matchup I'm intrigued with is uh, how do you feel about Panthers Buccaneers? Look. Let's talk about the Panthers real quick. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater. He's looking okay in his first match against the Raiders. You know, he was in the game. But that defense for the Carolina Panthers, yeah, it's not that great. And they're running through McCaffrey. And I just think that they need more, more help in the passing game. Teddy Bridgewater is – not who they think they were. He was going to be. Yeah, they really need a quarterback, and yeah. it really sucks because they paid McCaffrey, and they're probably going to waste the prime of his career with the mediocre quarterback. Yeah, just trying to find the guy, and um, I don't really know where that McCaffrey leaves them. Is great. Oh, he's honestly probably the best running back right now, just because, so. in my personal opinion, the running back position now is a guy who needs to be able to catch the ball. Modern yeah. NFL. And he's the best one at it. Not to mention, he can still run between the tackles. He runs between the tackles, outside, anywhere, pretty much. Wherever he, wherever he wants, really. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, if they want to win this game, they're going to have to run it through McCaffrey. They're going to have to. Yeah, another 100-100 uh, game for him, I guess. Just they're going to have to do that receiving. to win this one. Because, um, you know, Tampa Bay, look, Tom Brady... Is looking his age, finally. I yeah. mean, he, he he looked his age last year, to be honest. But now, this year, he's looking his age. And I know a lot of haters are going to be like, it's week one, you know, he doesn't know the offense. He doesn't, yeah, all this, no, he's, he's looking his age. Yeah, I would agree. He definitely looks like a 40-plus-year-old quarterback. 
and I think Bill Belichick had been hiding those cracks for a while because I don't think Bill Belichick puts his players in a position to fail. And I think right now in this Bruce Arian offense, yeah, that offense is built with the weapons in it is built for a young quarterback with a strong arm. Well, those two things is so not Tom Brady anymore. James, it's not Jameis Winston either. It it fit him better. It, I, I believe that. I don't think that it necessarily Jameis Winston was the guy. And he was legally blind. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you can have your opinions on whatever it was. Yeah. I, again, I'm not saying he's a complete scrub. I'm not. Yeah, even, no. But I'm not saying he was the guy. But I'm yeah. saying it fit Jameis Winston better than it fits Tom Brady right now at this yeah, current I mean, moment. Let, let's not jump the gun too fast. Because it is, it was just one week, but and then it also was against the Saints, and the Saints shut down Mike Evans. So um, Mike Evans is gonna have to do a lot better job this time, because if they want to be in this game, they're gonna have to run it through Mike Evans, in my opinion. I think they need to establish a run game when you're an old fart who can't Maybe throw the ball. It. Yeah, that's what I'm. I think that's what I think that's what helped this team a lot. I think the fantasy uh, players would respect that a lot. They'd appreciate that. Yeah, to have I bet Fournette. you would. <laughs> They'd appreciate him to step on the field. Yeah. I mean, no. the, man, the man had over 1,000 yards rushing last year and over, what, I believe 70 uh, pass attempts towards him. I think he caught about 50 of them. So, I mean, he was a very effective weapon for Jacksonville last year. I think if you push that into that Tampa Bay offense, Take a little load off of Tom Brady. Let yeah. him play off of more little play actions. And I don't think Ronald Jones is the guy. I mean, he's been there for a while. I mean, he I hasn't shown the it offense, yet. But he's not the guy. He he cannot get yards after after first touch. And he just can't extend plays like that, like Fournette can. You know, Fournette can run down the trenches. Yeah, I agree. So maybe week one was more of a formality. And maybe we'll see more of Fournette. Week two. Hopefully. We'll hopefully, because um, if they want to keep this up, they're going to have to run through him. Another uh, old quarterback, I guess, since we're talking about some of the older greats in the league. What about Aaron Rodgers turning back the hands of time, looking like a great MVP quarterback Look, again? I think Aaron Rodgers is out here to prove something. Look at the numbers he put up against Minnesota. Everybody thought, if not most people thought, he was going to lose that game because of that Minnesota defense, but he went out there and balled, and the numbers numbers don't lie. And I think Aaron Rodgers is out here to prove something and prove to this organization that he still has it. So with that all being said, uh, I guess maybe you're favoring them a little bit, or do you think the Lions maybe have some sort of optimism they could be holding on to? I mean, I think Matthew Stafford is out here to prove something too because he was he was injured last year, and he had to miss a lot of time. But uh, it really depends, you know. Um, Kenny Galladay's hurt. He's not going to be out there. So that's going to be a big, big hurt for uh, for Matthew Stafford. And I don't know how they're going to overcome it, if, if they can overcome it with Aaron Rodgers, if he plays the same way he played last week. And your thoughts on Aaron Jones? Do you think Aaron Jones will have a, a key factor in this game? Oh, yeah. I think, I think he will. I think he's going to... Uh, I think he's going to run hard. I think he's going to catch a few passes out the back. And I think he can have a big impact on this game if, if they, they try to come down to the run game. And how do you feel about that young tight end the Lions have, TJ Hawkins? Do you feel like he's maybe a rising star or just another guy? Right now, he's I mean, he's looking good. And I think he, he can be a rising star. But that all depends on Matthew Stafford. Maybe not throwing too many picks this year. And, you know, um just putting the bond putting the bonds in his in his targets in his best targets and they don't have a running game too the lions don't right now cuz they have Adrian Peterson what about that young running back they drafted in the second round swift i believe uh, is it deandre swift yeah, i believe deandre swift lost him the game last week and there was a terrible terrible drop i was I was just surprised of how terrible that play was because he had that right in his chest. So with that being said, do you think the Lions give the young man still another opportunity? No, or do I you think, think it, no, you give it to the savvy vet? No, the, DeAndre Silva will have his opportunities, and I think he's going to grow with this offense, but I don't think he's going to be this week. Not, not, not against this team. 
Well, speaking of growing, Patrick Mahomes just continues to grow his stats on the on the board. And what do you think? Do you think he's going to have another great week against the Chargers? Patrick Mahomes is going to have a. I think he's going to have a great game. He's going to go, maybe throwing three touchdowns, and have over three hundred yards in this game. I know it's a great defense, but. I just think Patrick Mahomes is that good. And I don't think Tyrod Taylor is going to be able to keep up with this offense, especially the way he played last week. Yeah, I don't think Tyrod Taylor is just outclassed completely. And uh, I personally don't think this is a great defense at all. I think they got great pass rushers. But besides that, their secondary is pretty soft. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, Mahomes will just have another Mahomes-type day. And just go off for another, you know, study three touchdowns, like you said, and no I mean, picks, just very efficient. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think this this defense is better than the Houston defense, so I think they're going to have give him a, a bigger problem. But as far as Patrick Mahomes slowing Patrick Mahomes down, I don't think so. Patrick Mahomes is just a different level quarterback, and he's going to throw over three touchdowns, and he'll probably have a few yards on the ground. To be honest. Well, since we're talking about the quarterback so much, at what point do the Chargers decide to give their young quarterback an opportunity to play? I don't think it's going to be this early, but if he goes out there and throws three interceptions in this game, there might be a good chance. But, you know, Terod Taylor is a pretty conservative quarterback when it comes to throwing the ball. So I don't think we're going to see that today, but, you know, I think Herbert... Maybe in by week six, he'll be the starter, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, that's a fair assessment and probably more accurate assessment. But in my personal opinion, why wait? Cincinnati didn't wait. And what we've seen from Tyrod Taylor, like you said, he's never going to throw three interceptions. He's a conservative quarterback. That's what we've seen. That's what we know. That's what he is. Go ahead and just put the young man in. There's no point of going ahead and waiting this long unless you don't think he's the guy. The sooner the better. If he's good, now you know. If he's I mean, bad, you're picking in the top he was, again. He was, he was a first-round pick, and I do agree with that to a sense, but I don't think they want to put that pressure on him right away. I think they want to get him comfortable with the playbook and then put him in right when Tyrod Taylor is going on the slump. And I think that's a better way to put him in, you know, just for him to get comfortable with the playbook. Yeah, that's one thing about this Chargers offense. It surprisingly has really good weapons. That's a lot of talent. And it just lacks at the quarterback position. That's why, in my personal opinion, I say you just start them. You got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams. And you got Eckler. I think you can go ahead with that. You can do some damage, not to mention, you know, the tight end. Henry, right up the middle. So, I mean, these are all fair weapons that, you know, have proven to make plays in the National Football League at a relatively high level. I think they have been held back by the quarterback position. And I'd like to see it fly. No, I, I, I agree with you. And, but I just don't think right now is the right time, especially going against the Chiefs. You know this is going to be a high-scoring game for the Chiefs. You know they're going to put that pressure on them, and I don't think he's going to succeed against this defense or this whole team in general. You don't want you don't want a young quarterback going against this kind of team. Yeah, that's probably the most uh, yeah that's the most accurate thing to say right there. Actually, out of all the arguments that have that, that probably holds the most weight. You don't want to ruin a young quarterback by trying to make him win against Patrick Mahomes. What about you? What do you think about Clyde Edwards, the running back for the? Kansas City Chiefs you think he's gonna have a breakout game or a good game this game too hey like their coach says he's six foe 270 running people over I think he'll have another great game like he did week one and I think he'll continue to run like he did at LSU hard I don't think he's gonna have that great of a game like last week I think this defensive line is gonna hold him back a little bit maybe hold him to like 70 90 yards he's not gonna have 138 yards like last weekend um, I think that they'll slow that down a little bit, but they're not going to be able to slow down Patrick Mahomes uh, in this type of game. Yeah, I, I agree. The, he won't have 130, just 100. Because, again, when Patrick Mahomes goes out there and puts them up 21-3 to three in the first half, yeah, 
you could afford to give that man as many opportunities now. Yeah, to run to run the clock out. Yeah, that's why there's very few times I ever imagine Patrick Mahomes ever throwing for five touchdowns just because once he gets that lead, I mean, why not just run it out? That That's Andy Reid. That's him all day. That's what he does. Yeah, and I, I just think this is this is not a fair match to me. Um, I, I think the the Chiefs are going to win this comfortably, and I don't think the Chargers have any chance at all. Sorry, Chargers fans, because this is just brutal honesty. Well, with that quarterback being in, in your division, the Broncos division, what do you think Drew Locke, and how does he stack up? Again, unfair to compare him to Patrick Mahomes, but just in – Division. How does he stack up? Where do y'all stack up? Um, Drew Lock still has room to grow, and going up against the Steelers team, this is not going to be a great matchup for Drew Lock, especially with Cortenson being hurt and Philip Lindsay being hurt, AJ Bouye being hurt, Von Miller out for the season. It's there's there's a lot of problems right now in Denver. And as much as I love this team, I don't think they're going to come out with the win on this game because of the Steelers' defense. Yeah, I totally agree for uh, that. those reasons and, and, and more. Again, like you said, Drew Locke still has much to prove. He's a young quarterback who finished the season strong but has started the season a little slow. That's not necessarily a nail in the coffin, get him out of here. Yeah. It's just a simple observation. Um, the weapons are a little beat up over there, so you're having to rely on – some young prospects. You yeah, got, and we don't also we still don't know if KJ Hamner is going to play this game. Yeah, that, that's one thing. So you're having to rely on uh, Jerry Judy and I and believe Noah, Noah Fant. I mean, those are two young qu- players who are just you know trying to find their way in this National Football League. And again, against the Steelers, against a quarterback who again another older quarterback, but looking like he's uh, defying time a little bit longer. A little bit. Hey, he came out flying. One good hit. You're right. It takes one good hit, but again, that just shows you the disparity in quarterbacks in the National Football League. Because when they didn't have a quarterback, that offense looked bad. It looked oh, yeah. bad. The team Rudolph didn't fix anything. In yeah, the, the, the team held out okay because they have great defense and great coaching, but offensively, that team looked bad, and that just shows the parity in the NFL as far as quarterbacks. There ain't many good ones, and the fact that there's what 37 year old beat up Ben Roethlisberger. Still one of the still top making 10 plays. Yeah, still one of the apparently top 10 best quarterbacks. Maybe not necessarily in the top 10, but still again. I think he's in the top 10. Yeah, still up there. He's still the better half of the quarterbacks in this National yeah. Football League. And that just shows a parody. There's not many good ones. Yeah, I mean, and he also has a lot of weapons. You know, he has Benny Snell, James Conner. He has James Washington, Juju Smith. You know, he has, he has a lot of he has a lot of weapons in this, in this team. And the defense is fantastic you know this this defense i think is going to be a top five defense by the end of the year yeah tomlin he likes having great defense that's again that's just his playing style and again i think you establish it with james connor they want to run the ball they want to play action off of ben roethlisberger and they want to go deep to juju juju looks like he was having fun out there we all saw him cheesing for the cameras at that pylon and I expect to see a lot more of that. Three touchdowns last week. Yeah, and I'm honestly expecting the exact same performance again this week against your Broncos because you named it yourself, <laughs> A.J. Boye. He's out, and I just expect him to have a good game. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say he's gonna have three touchdowns, but he'll have a touchdown and he'll get his score in. But this de- Broncos defense, even without A.J. Boye and even without Von Miller, they still held. Derrick Henry to two yards a carry. They still held Ryan Tannehill to under 300 yards for the match. And that's what time of possession favoring the Tennessee Titans. So I think, I think this Broncos defense is no joke. Even coming with all these injuries, these rookies are stepping up. Our secondary is still, still pretty good with Justin Simmons. You know, they're, 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 still, they're still holding teams off. I think they're still, they're still going to be able to hold teams off. And I think this is not going to be that far of a stretch of a scoring game because Drew Locke, I think he's going to I think he's gonna improve this week. He will improve, and they're going to run the ball a little bit more with uh, Melvin Gordon. 
And I think Jerry Judy's gonna feel his feel his feet under him this week and probably hopefully not drop too many balls. All right, so you touched on it a little bit. That was gonna be my next question I asked you. What would you say would be the biggest key factor in order for the Broncos to win this game? You said it's not likely, but if they could, what would you see being that key factor? The key factor is going to be if Cortland Sutton is healthy or if he plays this game. Just to have him on the field is going to make some changes for the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense and hopefully um, open up the field for Drew Locke a little bit. So you believe maybe just having Sutton, even just as simple as a decoy, might open up the field for Noah Fan or maybe your rookie wide receiver, Jerry Judy? Yeah, I think I think that that make a pretty good a pretty good uh a, a pro- improvement for this offense because you know Drew Locke's fair weapon last year was Corlin Sutton and I think he's still his fair weapon even with uh Jerry Judy on the field. Jerry Judy, don't get me wrong, he's a great route runner. You can see it in last last game's week against the Titans, he was running crossing people all night. But I think he's more comfortable with Corden Sutton. If Corden Sutton's out there on the field, it's just going to make that much better for the Broncos. One of my questions I have for you is, um, we know Philip Lindsay's out. Who's the number two guy after Melvin Gordon? Because we all know Melvin Gordon, he's got a track record. He gets hurt. And in my personal opinion... And he fumbles the ball, like last week. Right. And uh, in my personal opinion, in order to help a young quarterback, you need to have a good run game, somebody to simply throw screens to or just hand the ball off so he doesn't feel as much pressure. Um, Who's that second guy? I'm just kind of curious because I just feel like at any moment he could be gone. It's going to be Royce Freeman. Okay. Royce Freeman is not a bad running back. He has the potential to catch the ball in the backfield. He can run inside and out. And, you know, it just... Philip, Philip Lindsay overshadowed him last year and the year before. You know, just Philip Lindsay was a better running back. So um, Royce Freeman, he, he he can do the job too. But I mean, I still believe Melvin Gordon's a better running back because he's a better back, pack, pass catcher and he can block better. Yeah, full package. Yeah, he's just more of a full package. And but Royce Freeman can hold his own with the Denver Broncos, and I think he can hold his own if if anything does happen to a Melvin Gordon. So, um, and with Philip Lindsay out, I think he'll probably be able to shine the way he wants to shine. Because they, remember, they drafted him in the second round. Right. So, he was, the third round, sorry. He was there to be the starting running back. But Philip Lindsay outshined him. Because Philip Lindsay can also do everything. Well, it's really hard to talk about the running back position without mentioning the offensive line. Where's the Broncos sit? And the offensive line, you know, it's just it's sad to see that James opted out the season at right tackle. You know, um, that's a big blow for the Broncos because they've been having a lot of issues with the right tackle position. Left tackle, um, Garrett Bowles, surprisingly, didn't have any holding penalties that I know of. And that was, that was one of his biggest issues that season. And every season he was been in the league. But uh, as far as our guards and our center, I think they look rock solid. Cushionberry looked good. He looked good as, a, as a, he, he looked a little shaky in the beginning. But as far as the game game progressed, he he looked he looked pretty good. And then you can't you can't knock him on any of that. Bowles, you were mentioning, you said he held his own and looked pretty good. Um, do you see a contract coming for him? The it really you, you, you we're gonna have to see the rest of the year if if. He shows the same penalty holding calls as, as he's been doing in this past, and I don't think he's gonna have another year with the Broncos. But if he improves and doesn't have any holding any any holding penalties or as many, if anything, and he doesn't get Drew Locke in trouble and get him sacked many times, then I think he can have another contract year, maybe another three year option, four year option for him. All right, and um. Speaking now of uh, Juju Smith, how do y'all stop him from having another big game like he had last week? Who is that guy who's going to cover him? You already mentioned A.J. Boye hurt. What weapon do you feel like is that matchup that can hold his own against one of the prolific wide receivers in this league? I mean, 
what are you going to put? Simmons over there? I mean, you can't have a safety covering the man. Ojemudia is not a bad rookie, you know. I think he's he's going to be able to to go maybe most of the time one on one against Juju. He's he's a good he's a good he's a good cornerback and I believe um I believe I can I believe he can hold his own. Callahan, you know, he's going to work the slot most of the time. So Ojemudia is going to have most of the most of the game most of the game against Juju and I, th- I think he can hold his own for most of the game and maybe hold him to just one touchdown, maybe 100 yards. But let's talk about the score predictions for this coming week, Jerry. What do you think about about, about this week? How do you feel about this week's games? Well, I guess we'll just run down the schedule and give an idea. We got the Giants-Bears. I personally think the Bears are going to win this game. 17 to 26 I think uh Barkley will have a great game but at the end of the day I think the Bears have more weapons to pull it off um I agree I I believe the Bears are gonna win this game I believe they're gonna win 24 to 17 um because they do have more weapons you know Allen Robinson you know they have they're having that discussion about his contract and all but I think he's, he's gonna be out there and he's gonna prove himself for for this contract and um, Trubisky, you know, he started off slow last week, but he came up and won him the game. So, you know, they just they just have to use Trubisky in the right way and for them to win this game. But the next game, let's talk about Rams at the Eagles. What do you think about this? Uh, I have this going uh, 24-17 Rams. Uh, I, think, uh, I think the Rams are just more efficient when it comes to offense, and I think Cooper Cup is going to eat. I think he's going to have 100 yards and two touchdowns. That's what I predict. Okay. Um, I, I like the Rams in this game, too. I have them 28-21. Um, I just think, especially with Robert Woods just signing his contract, he's going to come up big in this game. He'll probably have uh, over 100 yards and a touchdown. And uh, for the Eagles, I just think um, if, if um, Carson Wentz can – can get going and you know just play his game the way he can they might have a chance that they, they probably will have a chance to win this game but i think the rams gonna come out on top alshon jeffrey's hurt you know um i, I just i just don't see how how the eagles win this one all right next we got panthers buccaneers what do you think uh, in this game t- I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming out on top, twenty-four to twenty-one against the Panthers. I just think Drew, um, sorry, not Drew Brees. <laughs> I just think a Tom Brady is gonna come out here and um, he's gonna show what he has. He's gonna prove a lot of skeptics wrong and saying that he's too old. But I think he's barely gonna come out with this win. You know, just by a field goal. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I believe Tom Brady gets his first win of the season. I think they win 24-17. I don't think he has a great game. I don't think there's really any notable players that have great games. I think everyone just does their job, and they accumulate 24 points. Uh, I think the notable player, in my opinion, will be Christian McCaffrey. I think he'll have 80 yards receiving. I think he'll have 100 yards on the ground. I think he'll have two touchdowns. I think he's going to do everything he can to win this game. But he won't because he's got Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, we we already know McCaffrey's going to put up his points. But on the Tampa Bay side, I think Mike Evans is going to shine in this game. He's going to have over 100 yards, and he's going to score a touchdown. So let, let, let's go over to the 49ers and Jets. What do you think about this game? Uh, Well, I don't really have much to say. I just think the 49ers will win this ugly game because that's the way I see it. I don't see any notable players that I would want to start fantasy-wise. I don't see any appealing storylines. I see them just winning because they're barely a better team. Uh, I think they'll run the ball efficiently, but nobody is really notable. I think the score will be 20-10, to 10, 49ers. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think 49ers are going to come out on top of this game because of that ferocious defense they have. And... The Jets, you know, Jamison Crowder's hurt. They let the, he led the Jets in receiving yards last week, and um, the Forty ers you know, they don't. Kittle's gonna be gone this game. 
you know they're gonna have to rely a lot on that run the run game and i believe uh i believe moster is gonna have over 100 yards on this game too and a touchdown so um i I think they're gonna they're gonna win this game very well at 24 14 against the jets your broncos steelers let me hear it all right look i was thinking a lot about this and thinking about the points put up I still think the Broncos are going to put up some points against the Steelers D. But I got the Broncos losing 20 to 27 against the Steelers team because of how good the Steelers team is all around. So, and it also, um, you know, Corlin Sutton is not going to be at 100% if he plays. And if he doesn't play, that's just going to make it a lot worse on Drew Locke. So I just believe the Steelers are a route better team, and I think they're going to come out with the win here. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, the Steelers are just a more well-rounded team. Uh, their biggest hiccup is whether or not Big Ben stays healthy. As long as he stays healthy, I believe they win this game relatively easily, in my opinion, 27-17. Uh, to 17. Steelers, I think Juju goes off like he did week one and has uh, 130-plus yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I can't knock you on that, you know. The the Steelers, uh, I think they're for sure going to win this game, and especially when they're at home. Even though they're not going to have any fans, I think they're still going to have a good game. Yeah, this year it's kind of hard to have a home team advantage, right? Yeah, it's not, it's not really easy whenever your fans aren't there to most of these games, you know. Speaking of no fans, Tennessee, Jags at the Tennessee, you know, they're not going to have any fans there either. What do you think about this one? Um... Again, one of those games I doesn't intrigue me too well. Tannehill is not an enticing quarterback, in my opinion. Derrick Henry, I know he has some solid seasons, but he's not explosive enough for me. Um, so I think uh, I think Jacksonville wins this game, seventeen to fourteen. You know they got the they got the stash over there throwing the ball relatively well, and and uh, they better watch out Tennessee because. She, Sharknado's coming through. Uh, I think this is where we differ because I think the Tennessee Titans are going to win this game 24-21. I think they're going to rely heavily on Derrick Henry on this game. They're gonna, I mean, I don't think he's going to run over 30 times in this game. But, you know, Derrick Henry has a very good resume against his Jacksonville Jaguars team. So um, I think they're going to rely a lot on Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry will have 150 yards and two scores on this game. Yeah, I can't knock you on that. When Derrick Henry looks like Derrick Henry, it's usually against Jacksonville. Yes, I but, believe so. You know, that 99-yard touchdown, you know, who was it against? Yeah. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I just see, you know, they, they might have something maybe over there in that quarterback. I feel like he gets no respect for some odd reason when if you look at his uh, stats, he was on par with Kyler Murray and uh, Daniel Jones. So uh, it's just interesting to me. No, but I believe, I also, I believe uh, Garnier Minshew is a good quarterback. You know, he had 96% completion last week. He had a lot going for him and against a good Colts defense. So, um, you know, Minshew's no joke. But I just believe they're going to keep him off the field. They're going to run it with Derrick Henry, and they're going to just pound the ball down. And I think the score is going to be, like I said, 24-21. Yeah, well, my it's notable— be a close game. Well, my notable player is uh, Sharknado. He's going to have over 100 yards and a touchdown. All right. That's good. That's good. All right. Let's move on to the next game. Lions at Packers. How do you feel about this one? Well, I think the the Packers are going to continue rolling along. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to show what he does again. And I think they win this close division game, though, 28-20. Oh, okay. Now, I mean, we're not... We're not out that off by that much. Um, I think the Packers will win this game 31-24, and I think they're gonna, this is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, Matthew Stafford, you know, he's he's a gunslinger. And then Aaron Rodgers is going to come out here and try to prove whatever he's trying to prove because I don't think I don't think that he thinks this organization believes in him that much, especially when not drafting any wide receivers and then drafting a quarterback. Oh uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. He definitely is playing with the chip on his shoulder. He's looking like that MVP player we've seen before. The thing is, will he maintain it? And I think he has a good chance. I mean, he's got a really good weapon in uh, Devontae Adams, who had a heck of a game last week. 
and I'm predicting to have another heck of a game. I'm expecting 120 plus yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I I believe Aaron Rodgers is going to ball out this game. I think he's going to spread the ball around. He's going to have four touchdowns and 300 yards in this game. Bills, Dolphins, predictions. I don't think this is going to be too much of an interesting match. I think the Bills are going to handle the Dolphins handily. You know, I think they're going to just their defense is going to take care of the Dolphins offense. And I think. I think they're just going to blow the Dolphins out the water, and I think they're going to win 24-14, you know, 10-point spread. Uh, Yeah, I pretty much agree with you. I think the points are going to be 2014 Bills. Uh, I honestly don't see, again, another matchup. I don't see much. Maybe we'll see some sparks out of Josh Allen. Um, I'm expecting him and uh, Stephon Diggs to finally formulate their relationship. I'm expecting Diggs to have a modest game, 80 yards, but two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I believe I, I agree with you. I think Stephon Diggs is the is the one that's gonna be balling out in this game. Um, what do you think about the Vikings at the Colts? Um, I think the 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 Vikings are gonna easily have this one in my opinion. They got the established quarterback. I know they have Phillip Rivers on the other side, but I mean he's no longer at the prime of his career and it's his first year there. We've already seen last week he had some hiccups, multiple picks. So uh, I think uh, I think they win twenty four twenty, Vikings. Okay, um, I, I mean I'm with you on the win with the Vikings winning twenty seven twenty four over the Colts, but I think I don't think that it was that much of as Philip Rivers' fault last week. You know they could have came out and won that game if 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 um, Hilton didn't drop those passes. He dropped two passes in the third and fourth down at the end of the game. So I believe I, I don't believe there's going to be that much of a spread, but I think I think it's going to be a close game between these two, and I think um, I, th- I think Philip Rivers will have 300 yards and two touchdowns in this one. Uh, yeah, my notable player is going to be uh, I'm pretty sure everyone knows Dalvin Cook. I expect him to have over 120 yards of all-purpose yards and a, and a touchdown. So uh, people better start him. All right, moving on to the next one, Washington at the Cardinals. I think this is an interesting game because Washington has a young quarterback and the Cardinals have a young quarterback. Quarterback, So, you know, um, I still have the Cardinals winning this game, 17, I mean, 21 to 17. But I don't know. I think John Hopkins is going to ball this game and have 150 yards and two scores in this one. Yeah, I agree. I think the Cardinals have this game. I think they're going to win 17-27. I think they're going to win this one with a 10-point advantage, in my opinion, just because, in my personal opinion, the Cardinals are one of the more exciting teams coming up in the league. I agree. And uh, I'm really excited to watch them. So I just feel like Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, I think they already have that established relationship we saw week one. And uh, I think it's just going to continue to grow as we see it throughout the season. So I'm really excited to see what that presents us yeah i think i think this is not gonna be that much of a high scoring game because the washington defense is gonna keep this game close i believe so and uh haskins you know he's gonna have to do a little bit more if he wants to win this game but i I just think i just think the Cardinals will come out on top uh yeah i'm gonna have to disagree a little bit i don't think uh that pass rush is gonna be able to get to kyler murray because he's just way more athletic than carson wentz after that uh injury Carson Wentz has been scared to run outside the pocket, and Murray's a different animal when it comes to rushing. I believe he had 90 yards last week. Yeah, um, Kyler Murray, you know, I, I agree with you. They probably won't be able to get him get him down as much because, you know, Kyler Murray ran the ball 13 times last week for 91 yards and only got tackled one time. You know, so he knows how to avoid tackles, and I'm very impressed by that, but... You know, they're, they're going to have to bring the pressure to his face, and I think that's going to make a little bit more difference, you know, um, with this uh, Washington defense. But as but as far as uh, that game, I mean, you know, I, I still think Cardinals are going to win this game handsomely, you know. Agreed. Uh, speaking of uh, mobile quarterbacks, we got two of them facing off, Ravens-Texans. Uh, I think uh, I think the Ravens have this game. I think they win 31-20. to 20. 
And uh, I think uh, it's going to be a pretty easy match because I think Lamar Jackson's just going to go off. I think the running game is going to have multiple guys having their hands on the ball, hitting them from different angles, not to mention Lamar Jackson himself. And I also expect a really big game from Hollywood Brown. Okay. Oh, no, that's that's a fair assessment. Um, but I think this game is going to be a lot closer than a lot of people expect. I think the the, the Ravens are going to win 28-27 just by a close margin, Um, maybe by a field goal. And I think um, Deshaun Watson is going to have a pretty good game in this one. I think he's going to he's gonna throw for 250 and, and two scores. And he's going to have a decent game, and but I still think I still think the Baltimore Ravens are going to come out on top on this one. But, um, well, last note on that, I'm not quite sold on Deshaun Watson, and I'm just really intrigued to see him play against another top-tier quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of hard whenever you play Patrick Mahomes and Lamar, you know, back-to-back. But I think he's a good quarterback. You know he's he, he but he doesn't have the weapons around him. I think I think DeAndre Hopkins leaving the team is a big factor for him because you know that was his number one, and I don't think David Johnson is gonna be that much of an impact compared to DeAndre Hopkins. So um, I, I mean I agree with you. I think he's gonna he's not gonna have as good of a, as a game as Lamar, but um, he he will have a decent game and I think he'll bounce back from last week. All right, well, my personal favorite matchup of the week, Falcons-Cowboys. Okay, what's different, bro? Come on. You already know this is your favorite matchup. We all know this. What do you think about this game? Um, I think for the most part, I think it'll be a shootout. I think both these teams will be moving the ball from 20 to 20. Inside the 20, I think these teams will move at will. But I think there's going to be a few times where this defense actually makes a play. And they make a few stops in order to win this game. I think it's going to be a real close game. I think it's going to be 28-27 Cowboys. I think every single wide receiver the Cowboys have, all three of them, all three of their starters, have over 100 yards. I think Zeke has over 100 yards and three touchdowns. So so you think Zeke is going to have over 100 yards too? So that's 400 yards in offense. Does that surprise you with this terrible Atlanta defense? No, it doesn't surprise me. But I, I think the one thing that surprises me is saying all three wide receivers will have over 100 yards. And, um, you know, the Falcons did it last week, but I don't think the Cowboys are going to do it this week. And um, I do believe the Cowboys will win. I think they're going to win 30 to 27. And it's going to be a close match and probably come down to a field goal with Zerline finally avenges himself for last week's missed field goal that probably could have tied the game up. But, um,. No, this is going to be a really close game, and uh, I think the Cowboys will come out on top. And to be to be honest, my my star player for this week will be Amari Cooper for with 120 yards and two scores. Yeah, notable player for me would be uh, any Cowboy offensive player. Go ahead, pick him. Stay away from that tight end position, though. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think it's going to be like that dramatic, <laughs> but no, they'll, they'll have a good game and I think they'll come out on top. Um, but you know, it, it's just, it just all depends on Dak. You know, Dak is going to have to throw accurately in this game and try to get sacked a little less and try to get hit a little less in this game. Yeah. Sacks is, uh, I'm not worried about sacks. Zeke will help whenever he needs to. I think they're going to use the tight ends to chip a little bit more. Um, I'm not worried about their pass rush at all. And as far as I'm concerned, can you name a single defensive back that the Falcons have? No, but I can also say that a lot of the Dallas Cowboys offensive line is hurt right now. So that's going to have an impact in it, even even if they're going against a weak defense. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. It is going to have an impact, but I don't believe it'll have as big of an impact yeah. like it did when Dak Prescott was in his second year. No, yes. No, I agree with that. Um, but this this, this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I think it's going to be a really good game. All right, let's move on to the next game. Chiefs at Chargers. What do you got on this one? 
Yeah, I think, again, another easy matchup for the Chiefs. I think they win this game easily, 31-14. I think Patrick Mahomes gets this going early. I think he gets an easy three touchdowns within the first two quarters. And then Andy Reid does Andy Reid things and runs the ball the rest of the game. I'm not going to disagree with you because I think it's uh, the Chiefs are going to win this game 34-21. I think uh, the Chiefs are going to come, gonna come out early on this one, too. I think they're going to put up a lot of points in the first half, and then they're just going to run the ball in the second half, you know, just try to keep that lead. And I don't think Terod Taylor is going to be able to keep that, maintain that that scoring. Patriots, Seahawks, I'm real intrigued with this matchup. What do you have to say? Look, Patriots, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with the Seahawks. I don't think Cam Newton's going to be able to – keep up with um, Russell Wilson and it's going to be a difference between the score. I think they're going to, I think the Seahawks are going to win 28, 21. And uh, I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think the Patriots are going to have to climb back in the fourth quarter. Try just try to keep it close. Uh, Yeah, this is where I disagree. Um, I do believe Russell Wilson is a way better quarterback, but I think this is going to be a, a lot closer than people think. But I still think the Seahawks win. I just don't think it's going to be an easy shootout. Pete Carroll tends to play to uh, the other team's playing level, whatever that may be. And uh, Bill Belichick is really good. So uh, I think he'll scheme something, keep them contained. And uh, I think I think at the very end, they'll get that last touchdown, Russell Wilson, because that's when they decide to finally start playing in the fourth quarter. And I think the final score will be 10-17 to 17 Seahawks. Ten seventeen, huh? That's interesting. And what what is your what's your breakout play for this game? It's hard to see a breakout player. Bill Belichick's really good at defensively scheming, and uh, I think Chris Carson will probably be the one who benefits the most with their running attack. And uh, yeah, I see him having a good game, a hundred yards. I think I think Carson's going to come out in this game. I think they're going to try to run the ball a lot. And I think Carson's going to come out with 120 yards and two scores in this one. So um, I, I just think the Seahawks will win this pretty well and, you know, try to kill, keep Bill Belichick in, in place. All right, now let's move on to Monday night. What do you think about this Saints at Raiders? Yeah, I'm actually really excited about this. Because I think we're finally seeing Drew Brees show the fact that he's getting old. Because I don't know if you saw that game last week, but both the quarterbacks looked old. Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Yes. The difference is, is I feel like Drew Brees' team is meant for short passes and then getting yak. Versus Tom Brady's team is built for throwing the ball deep. And that's why Tom Brady didn't look as hot as Drew Brees did. Even though Drew Brees, I don't even think attempted a pass past ten yards. But what do you think about with Michael Thomas being out this game? Most likely, he is going to be out this game, so they're going to have to rely on Emmanuel Sanders and Cook. Hey, Emmanuel Sanders is a very established wide receiver I, in this I, I league, agree with you. and uh, I think he'll be more than enough to do the job. Not to mention, they just locked down their prolific running back, who, by the way, is probably honestly their second best receiver on the team yes <laughs> so um with that being said i think they'll just continue doing their thing and sean payton's one of those guys where he's not gonna let drew Brees look dumb so he'll scheme a, a game plan that that suits his skills at this point in time no yeah i agree with you you know and camaro you know he's i think i think he's gonna come up a lot in this game i think camaro is gonna be the pop-out player in this game he's gonna have over 100 yards and two scores in this one um just I think they're gonna rely a lot on Camara since um, Michael Thomas is gonna be out this game, and uh, you know who 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 else is gonna handle all those targets? You know Camara gonna have to handle all those targets. I, I think I think they're gonna have rely heavily on him. So that's that that's my player for this game. Yeah, my player of the game is a uh, Camara, 120 all-purpose yards, two scores, and uh, 20 to 17 win Saints. Yeah, and uh, this is this is a really great week, you know. Even with you know with this this COVID pandemic and all this going on and with no fans, it's it's crazy. It's crazy right now, you know. It's uh, it's something we never predicted, and 
just the NFL going on right now, it's great because, you know, with all this going on, they're still playing. And they're trying to keep their players safe by having minimal amount of fans. But I don't know. But some some of the teams trying to have fans. You know, we already talked about how the Chiefs had a few COVID nineteen um, positive tests. So what do you think? What do you think? What do you think about these fans joining these teams? Um, I think it's just the nature of the beast. People now at this point in time are kind of aware of what's going on in the world, and some people are willing to make that risk. And at that point, I feel like it's as long as it's a calculated risk done responsibly. I mean, I feel like I can't hold anybody against it. I'm, I don't think it's fair to judge here nor there. And as long as, again, the league is doing their best to protect their players and the fans, I think uh, I think it'll be good. I think it's good for the league. Yeah, I just the only thing that worries me when it comes to this having the fans with the players is just some of the players getting sick. You know, um when you when you had the fans in a concealed environment like that, you know, there's there's a high possibility one of the players can get sick and then them getting their players sick. That's the only thing that concerns me about this. And then when it, when never that time comes then you're going to have to shut down the game because of it. And you know, that that's the only thing that concerns me, you know. Um, but hopefully, you know, they keep it safe. They try to they try to make people wear masks to these games because if NFL fans want the NFL to continue, they're gonna have to try everything possible to keep their players safe. And that comes with everybody. Yeah, I just uh I, I agree and I think the NFL is gonna make sure that there's not any positive tests. Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, you know, this is this is, this is an interesting season. And, you know, a lot of players opted out this year. But hopefully, you know, we, we come down to a really great year and we'll see the best team come out on top. And let's just close this out with, uh, you know, it's this is our first podcast and we're so excited to have everybody here, whoever is listening. And, um... You know, just if 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 you want to follow us, you can follow us at Let's Talk TDs on Instagram, and you can also email us for with any thoughts or any of any uh, suggestions or any topics you want us to talk about. You know, uh, Let's Talk TDs at Gmail dot com, and uh, you know we'll see you next week. We're gonna come back and do this every week. Right now, maybe in the future we'll we'll, we'll ramp it up a little bit, but. Right now we're gonna we're gonna keep bringing you content and keep bringing you podcasts. So uh, just tune in. Thanks, guys.